tears fills my eyes as I ask myself why. The other side of me, God, I must decide. I never knew I took the time to disrespect. I never knew I took the time to just neglect. A relationship I thought was inseparable, but now I'm seeing warning signs of trouble. Hot, hot beats, hot beats. Yeah, that- <laughs> this is what it is. Nostalgic love for hip-hop soul movies and collectibles. Ooh. This is what it is. You got you to gotta plug ready. I like it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's, absolutely. That's dope. Been doing this too long. That's perfect. Nostalgic love. Welcome home, fellas. Oh Welcome God. home. Oh, man. <laughs> you you don't understand. Like, <laughs> we can walk over here. You have no I clue. <laughs> I know. Welcome oh, home. Um, okay, we're here. Um, we've been recording this entire time. Walk on the Bogart and hands in, everybody. <laughs> uh, uh, we have a very special guest with us today. Yes, sir. Uh, we got Zeke to my right. Say hello, Zeke. Say hello to Peace, the fans. Peace, my people. Zeke 62, representing nostalgic love for hip-hop, soul, movies, and collectibles. Ooh, I love the it. The one and the only. Yes. Now, for those of you who don't know who Zeke is or what his YouTube channel is, Zeke, talk, tell us a little bit about your channel and what you do and what, what's what's the purpose, man. Oh, absolutely, Give us the breakdown man. for absolutely. those uneducated. Well, my channel is called um, Zeke, t- Zeke 62 Nostalgia. And basically on my channel, I post a lot of like old v, um, VHS content. Um, I mean, I think my stuff go as far back as like early 80s. Even some stuff later at that time, but I'm saying what I actually recorded. I think I started recording like in 1982. Oh so my God. A lot of times now when I look at it now, I'm like never in my mind that I thought there would have been a platform to actually just share this type of content with people. And it's been a beautiful thing, man, because I think this is the longest that I've ever had a channel because previously mm-hmm. I had two other channels and they got shut down, copyrights. Oh. But I will say this now. As of, let's say, 2019, um, YouTube has actually been making a lot of changes. It depends on what perspective that you're speaking from because mm-hmm. as for what I do, it's always challenging because when it comes to copyrights, you're not sure if something's going to even go through. So wait, before we continue, so you're posting a lot of television clips, yes. commercials, yes. movies, pretty much yes. anything from... Uh, Di- different decades. Different decades. And a lot of it right now is based on a lot of, like, a, a lot of black pop culture. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my thing. Because I'm, I'm I think I'm going to expand it now because I, I, I've been really holding back you know, because there's other stuff that I have that's not particularly that. But now I'm like, you know what? I need to really let them see who I really am. That's what I really need to Give do. them the full flag? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because even now, I, I was telling somebody the other day. I don't know if it was even you. I was telling somebody that... Um, no, I think it was me. Yeah. Like, YouTube requires a copyright holders now yeah. to... If they have a problem with their content being in there, they actually have to get the time slot of where that footage is, where they give the uploader time to edit it out. Oh, rather than just saying it's gone, it's done. Yeah, yeah. I love that now. Hmm. I love that. So they're actually making it in a way where um, before, when I did this early on, it was a no-brainer. They'd take your stuff down. They still do it. So a lot of times I periodically have to check my content like so sometimes i won't sign in and mm. i just click on something 
and unfortunately, you'll see certain things missing. Hmm. And then you got to go into your box. Yeah, yeah. You got to go into your box. So they don't even tell you. No. Sometimes, you know, you don't want to strike. They're trying not to give people strikes. It's still possible. Mm -hmm. But for my type of content, I what's so crazy about it before YouTube was even a thing a lot of times for my friends I would actually make them compilation VHS tape the classic for, bootleg yeah, yeah just for their own enjoyment you know so I was always doing that I was always recording it got to the point where I was like okay Z you have to stop trying to put so much content on the VHS <laughs> tape so now I started learning about recording in standard play opposed to extended play because a lot of times mm. when that technology came out, a lot of times people were like, oh, man, I can get this on there. You uh -huh. can get eight hours of um, footage on one tape. Hmm. But there was a downside to that. And I learned that early on. I still have slight regrets because I, I kind of feel like, man, I really wish I was recording in standard play. Uh -huh. But you got to remember at that time in the 80s when I could have afforded a VCR, um, a lot of times the tapes were expensive mm -hmm. so whatever you recorded you're like okay this better be worth yeah, it yeah it just better be worth so it so will you i mean as much as you can say uh so when you made these tapes you were just giving them out you weren't like flipping them or making like street no, bootlegs or anything after. like this this yeah, is after this the 80s i was just strictly recording mm -hmm. for my own enjoyment gotcha that's what a lot of my friends know me for so I think I was YouTube before YouTube became so, YouTube. So you were Zeke, the guy with the, with the kick-ass VHSs. Absolutely. You were someone's source. Yes. And now I'm a bigger source. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> now, now you're distributing it to all of the yeah. YouTube uh, viewers. You, you're, not, you're a cultural drug dealer, my guy. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah, I think kind we can put of. it that way. Yeah, because hey now, man, you yeah. want some black exploitation? <laughs> yeah, yo, yo, oh man, I got all the kinds. Absolutely, and the ones you never even heard of. There's some shit called Dolomite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you just did, send me the oh. new the new trailer. Yeah, did you JD's see the new trailer? Oh my god, I flipped it's, out, dog. It's, it's it's more like a documentary though than it actually is a black exploitation. It's a it's it's you know I thought it's Eddie Murphy playing Rudy Ray Moore yes. as he's as, doing Dolomite as stuff. he's making Dolomite. Got it. But this is the thing though, and I know you guys y'all looked over my stuff, but little quiet is kept. I have a DVD over there, DVD over there that's like a documentary of him. Oh. Y'all don't know about that. It's the Gordon, it's the Gordon Parks one, right? No, 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 mm. no. See y'all haven't. You haven't hit the yeah, true yeah, source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all haven't hit that section over there. Y'all just mm. kind of like. You know, kind of went over it a little bit. But, <laughs> nah, there's some stuff over here. There's some stuff in here. All right, for the listeners at home, let me explain real quick where we are. <laughs> we are at Zeke's house. There are plenty uh, of pictures on Instagram. Which is a uh, literal f fortress of memorabilia of yes. just everything. Uh, you want movies? We got them. You want toys? We got them. You want posters? We got them. Vinyl? We got them. Books? We got them. Records, we got them. CDs, we got them. Newspapers, uh, yes. magazines. Yes. Uh, literally just so many things everywhere. You got to come check this out. You should turn this into a museum, man. Like, Man, this you is... can't have all these people showing up at my house. <laughs> we didn't say the address yet. <laughs> we might. I don't know. This needs to be shared with the world, man. This is crazy. Uh, so we are actually recording in here right now, uh, surrounded by... Pop culture yes. through the decades, yes. and it's amazing. And it's not just black pop culture, although yep. there is a lot of that, too. Yeah. 
Uh, it is just pop culture in general. Uh, and if you were a nerd in the 80s, this is amazing. <laughs> like, this is crazy here. Uh, and Zeke, how many how many years have you been collecting all of these things? Since the 80s. So since yeah, since early, early yeah er, early 80s. Let's say let me I'm, I'm gonna put a date on that. Let's say 81 because I went into the Marines, so I did my four years. I was out in 84. So even that at that time, I was um I was doing a little of something whatever because I actually used to do a lot of scrapbooks and stuff oh. that I actually still have to this day. Really. Um. And it's like hip-hop stuff. Um, what's interesting, the other day I was in uh, Manhattan, and I went to the Strand. You know, that's mm-hmm. one of my secret spots. Not and so secret anymore. Yeah, I know. And they actually have a book called Together Forever. And on the cover is Run DMC and the BC Boys. Oh, wow. And the, um, the guy, um, Glenn Freeman, for any of you guys that's familiar with him, y'all know he took a lot of that photography back in the yeah. 80s, whatever. Even like with the skateboarding stuff. Mm-hmm. And... I kid you not, some of the photographs he had, I actually have some of those early magazines of those photos mm, from the wow. 80s. Y'all haven't even seen that yet. Mm. Y'all have no idea. This is literally a library of culture in here, man, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. And even with and even with that being said, even with the crates, what's so crazy, did you guys notice? I know some of them can't see it, but you notice how neat they look. Yeah. Yeah. And I purposely did them where they were clear, where you can see the outside of it. Sure. Because if you're looking, because there's one over there, the Source Magazine. That's an early source from 1989. Wow. Well, Queen, La- Queen Latifah and her two dancers. Wow. Yeah. See, we haven't, y'all haven't investigated that yet. Oh, don't worry. We'll be here yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll be. Be. for a long time. <laughs> well, well, going backwards, man, going backwards. Yes. So, so so since day one, you've always been like the guy, the collective yes. culture, right? So like how did so did this stuff just come about from stuff that you're interested in? Did it was it a collection? It was it just a collection of stuff that kind of grew into the, like this display? Was it always intentional? Are you waiting for like on a real the only thing I keep thinking of is like, yo, when the apocalypse hits I'm going to Zeke's house. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some of these DVDs. I'm going to get some of these records to keep with me. Yo. You know, because, you know, when we don't, we ain't got no internet, you know, we're going to need yes. something. Yes, yes. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. Um, I think when I started, when I started getting a certain type of interest in just what I'm doing, especially when you speak of vinyl, mm-hmm. some of that started from, I, ha- I, I grew up down south, born in Harlem, born, raised halfway in Harlem, and then... Down south, 80 Star Island, this place is, um, I forgot how many miles from Charleston, South Carolina. Mm. But my grandmother, God bless her soul, I was down near. So in elementary school, I used to, I had a cousin that was like a big brother to me. Mm-hmm. Still, he's still, you know, he's still doing his thing. He used to buy like all the funk albums during the 70s. And I used to be really curious. I used to look at his stuff. He was like, you know, be careful. And I used to, used to be intrigued because I would look at the covers. I would look inside and then I would hear the music. And what's so crazy about it is that even then, I just I was just always drawn. I actually had a Panasonic, they call it Swiss cheese at the time, mm-hmm. a Swiss cheese portable box. Anytime in my life I have had something portable, even to this point right now, I have something portable that I listen to music. Even then, I was actually doing um, making tapes, mm-hmm. even eight tracks. 
which I really wish I had to save, but you know, you're young. You know, you yeah. ain't thinking nothing yeah. of value at that time. Please tell me you use your powers to get girls, man, because like, like I'm a big yeah. like I gotta make a playlist for her. So like, I knew you were like, like I'm gonna like get all these movies you like, like. Um, <laughs> Zeke doesn't like to tell his secrets. Ah. Well, well, I will, I, you know what? I'm. I will say this. Um, that attracts people because even like now, um, when I'm out and about, mm-hmm. and yes, people. There's a picture of me from 1983 in Times Square. Wow. I actually use this um, picture as a business card that Uh-oh. I give out when I'm out and about. Mm-hmm. I walk the streets of Manhattan. It's almost like I'm telling the story right now. Tell the story. I will walk the streets of Manhattan with my Bluetooth speaker, which I still feel that's a boombox to me. And a matter of fact, Ario has heard it. Like oh, yeah. it's, it's, a really it's no nice, joke, yeah. 75 watts. And I will walk the streets playing classics like I was doing in 83. And what amazes people, I get all type of different reactions. Sometimes people are like, you know, they laugh at me. Some laugh with me. Some enjoy it. I've had people that have cried because mm-hmm. I played something, and they're like, yo, oh, man, Never you taking me I'd back. Never thought this again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's even to the point where when I do it, I get a certain enjoyment out of it. Matter of fact, I think I get more attention now when I was actually walking the streets of Times Square in the 80s. Because mm-hmm. back in the 80s, now I know I never told you this, but back in the 80s, I had a, um, a boombox, JVC. It was the one that LL had on his first album. Hmm. And it was the box at the time. Yo, I got a quick question about boomboxes. We guys an yes. audio nerd. How were they sound-wise? Um, I'll, I'll do you one better. Mm-hmm. Some of the audio on my channel is from my boombox. Wow. So when you hear it, then you can. Okay, yeah. damn. Oh, yeah. I, I try to bring people into the experience, man, because it trips people out. Real, when 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 I'm playing something, they stop or they give me a thumbs up or they give me that look. And what's crazy is when I give them a card. Like, I pick selected. I don't just get my card out randomly. And what I tell them, I'm like, look at that card and look at me. Sometimes they don't realize it at first. And then when they actually look at it, they're like, oh, that's you. <laughs> oh, wow. You look the same. You know, so that's a big compliment. But the thing is, is that here I am walking the streets back in that time and now looking at Times Square now with all the Disney stuff and this and that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to remember that. You got to remember. There was a time when they were talking about making those changes. I was like, yeah, yeah, that ain't going to happen. Them pimps going to go a block down. Mm -hmm. That ain't going to happen because I used to see the hookers. I remember going to see a movie in Times Square in the 80s. And I, I don't. I can't remember what I was actually watching at that time, but I remember my feet slipping on the floor because that's how greasy it was Ugh. and something running past my foot Ugh. in the theater, which probably was a rat. Oh. Hopefully. Was a rat. I miss those days. <laughs> I miss those days. You know? Not many people say that. I know. Yeah. Because <laughs> even, even, even when you bought a hot dog, you had to really be careful of what you were eating. Damn. So I remember those times. Plus, well, the idea of like now I find it funny because like to me that's just like Business Central now. Like it's it, it is. But the now when I think about it, the idea of like the fact that like Forever Twenty One and Planet Hollywood and all, and all this other shit are right in Times Square. But my dad told me he came out from North Carolina. He literally said, "I got off the bus and I walked the block and I got robbed immediately." Oh, I'm I'm not surprised because even now those places are past tense now because mm-hmm. now they got new spots. So when I'm walking Times Square, I'm looking at all the people and all the people kind of make like 
they treat me like Moses sometimes <laughs> because when I Part come the through with seat. the music, they don't realize here it is, a guy that's 57 years old walking around with a big, excuse me, I, I don't want to say the word. That's fine. But, oh, well, you we, can say any Big say ass anything. Bluetooth speaker playing classics, and I'm like, they don't even realize. Some of them weren't even born when I was walking these streets. Yep. And even when I was walking the streets, now you got to remember, 83, I was still in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. I was stationed in North Carolina, Cherry Point, mm-hmm. MCA, um, MCAS Air Station. I used to walk with a red duffel bag. This is going to shock him right now. I In my red duffel bag, you want to take a guess at what I had in my red duffel bag? A Walkman, some type of like portable music device, uh, your boombox, oh, a shit ton of like I'm gonna cassettes. Say, I'm going to say guns. No, <laughs> I never owned the fire. That's Coke. the crazy thing. No, I uh, know. Uh, oh no, no, you no. said the eighties, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Why? No. you said red duffel bag. You no. The one. no, I never did it. Uh, rolled up cash. Nope. <laughs> Unmarked bills. Nope. Yeah. Um, Uranium. It's gonna shock you. It's gonna really shock him. What I had in my bag, and you got to remember, I was in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. I was feeling a certain type of way. I had my big boom box in my red duffel bag because I know I keep saying the red duffel bag. I had two machetes and a knife. What? Nice. Yeah, that I carried around with me. Oh, so well, but then again, you the were guns. you were straight up in Times Square, yes. hanging out in the eighties. And I'm happy that I didn't have really found any reason to use it. But just in case yeah. somebody wanted to get me for my boombox, just out of curiosity though, what was your game plan there? Were you gonna put the two machetes in your hand and the knife in your mouth? But what would you do with the boombox in that time? You, you know, know, you know. Are you what? gonna hold the boombox and like no, keep no, the no, knife? No. You put it, you put it behind you, and you circle it. You're like, I no. dare you. Uh. I don't, you know what? I was feeling myself because one thing you have to remember when I was in the Marine Corps, especially going through boot camp, mm-hmm. you had to really separate yourself. You actually had to really like when you're in something and you're feeling, you know, like you can do anything. You had to deprogram. Hmm. So I know I was kind of feeling myself, but I still kept things in perspective. Mm-hmm. I still kept a sense of humor, but I, I kept that separate. I really had to um, really, like, separate that from real life because it's like, nah, you can't walk around like that. Was that, like, a part of the reason why, like, stuff like music and culture, like, spoke yes. to you? Because you were in the, like, yes. the, the worst thing people can kind of do to each other. Yes. And, you know, and I'm glad that there was no um, conflict that I was involved in because, really, when I was in... The only time I got nervous, they bombed. A lot of people know of this, and if you Google this, you'll see the um, the bombing of the bar- the Marine barracks in Beirut. Damn. Yes. So were you were, were you one of people? Were you? We like, were on standby. Okay. Okay. And you that was a nervous situation. Hmm. For me, it was always music, man. It it always came back to that. The most beautiful thing that ever that was a highlight of me being in the Marines, 1981. In the barracks, I was stationed in Iwakuni, Japan. One of our fellow Marines went out in town somewhere. We don't know how he even got connected with this person. He brought this guy back to the barracks, and we kind of slipped the guy in. And all the guys were like, oh, man, yo, man, how are you, man? This and that, whatever. And we were talking, and we were like, oh, man, we love your thing. We love what you're doing, man. He was on tour, and the reason why he ran into our friend, we, well, we still don't, I still don't even know how they even met, but he was bored because um, he spoke English. A lot of the Japanese didn't speak, Engl- uh, um, didn't speak English at that time, mm. and when he brought him back to the barracks, we were in shock. You know who this guy was? Who? Bernard Wright of Who Do You Love fame, um, chilling out 
if you go way back, you'll know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You may not be familiar with that, but he was a big deal. I'm going to really trip you out right now. All right. His mother is Roberta Flack. What? What? Yeah. I did not know that. Whoa. Google Bernard Wright. Who do you love? Matter of fact, LL did a song. Um, who do you love? Um, he did a song using the, um, the sample, but that was Bernard Wright. And even at that time, I didn't know who he was. Hmm. And he was in our barracks. Wow. Just ran into him. Yeah. And we were talking to him. It was like he was so happy because he's like, oh, man. People speak English. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> he, he was happy. But he was on a major tour. Wow. wow. Yeah. He was on a major tour at the time. He was playing with this guy, I think, um, Sadabi Watanabe. For some people that are familiar with that, um, I actually have albums of this artist because I was in Japan. What, what so he, he was playing jazz. Oh, okay. Yeah, right it, on was, my it was jazz. I, that, that's the funny thing. Even though I'm a guy, you know, the hip-hop culture, I love the hip-hop culture, but I came up through different decades. Born in 62, 1962, and I've seen a lot of stuff. So it's like when I was in Japan, for some reason, I was listening to a lot of jazz stuff. And it's very pot- yeah. very big in Japan. Yeah. Huge. And I was getting stuff. I still have stuff to this day from that. Matter of fact, I have an artist. I can't pronounce his name right now. He's a Japanese artist. Mm. I have his album in my closet. And a guy on there is doing a guest vocal. And this is from 1981. And it's Luther Vandross. Wow. Ooh. That's how deep I was going with this. Mm-hmm. So even now, even, uh, even to the point, there's a picture. I don't think I ever showed you, Aria. There's a picture that I have standing in front of a store that sold boom boxes. And at the time, when we were passing by the store, my friends were like, Zeke, check that out. And I was like, check what out? They're like, nah, check it out. Look at the store. I couldn't get it. And then when I actually looked, the whole front frame of the store was a boom box. Oh. oh that's really cool. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. And when we went into the store, let me think. This is the only way I can compare this. Go to a store like Gucci, and you'll get an idea of how this boombox store looked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not like the ones at Times Square where they had everything in the window. It was like the Apple store boombox stores. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. It was so beautiful, man. (sighs) (laughs) It's the 80s. Uh, wow. Says a lot of people who lived through the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> I miss the 80s. It all starts from that time because I was even telling somebody about a story when I first heard the first, I don't want to say the first rap song, but I'm going to go there. 1979, I'm going to, um, I'm in high school, Baptist Hill High School, Young's Island, South Carolina. I'm walking across the campus and I'm hearing this music and I'm hearing these guys talk over the song. And at first I'm like, why are they talking over the song? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. What's this? It sounds like they're rhyming. I don't understand. <laughs> but the song that they're, they're talking over, I know that song. It's by one of my favorite groups, Chic, Good Times. But why do they keep talking over it? <laughs> like, where's the singing? And I'm like a little tight about it. Like, yo, <laughs> what's going on? And then I keep hearing it. I'm like, oh, they're going, oh, oh, what? Hotel, Hotel Holiday Inn. What's it? Okay, huh? <laughs> macaroni tastes like wood what i'm like wait a minute what is this so i remember that day like what the hell was that but i remember falling in love with it because hmm. i was like that was the day i need to hear life, more huh? of that so then you know what's funny just not to cut you yes. off like the the opposite that i had with it was um i would hear artists like kanye and he would sample shit like uh nina simone right yes but like as a kid or especially or even biggie you know, like he would do when he would do like his old like funk stuff. I would like hear that stuff, and then I'll hear my dad listen to the original thing, and I was like, "Yo, why they still Biggie's song though?" Oh, yes. yeah, well, yeah, you, you know, yes. like the yes. whole opposite of it. it was just like, "Oh, I like wait a minute, he's not talking over this. What's going on?" Yes, 
Well, that happened a lot. And for me, this is like when everybody says, well, Rappers of the Light was the first song, it's always a little debate about it. But mm. I can only honestly tell you from my perspective, that wasn't the first hip hop song I heard. The other one was Kim Tin the Third from this funk group called the Fatback Band. That was the one that I heard. You know, so it was just like what was ever being played on the radio at that time. Was the first hip hop yeah. song. You know, so I heard that. They all came out at the same time. Mm-hmm. 1979. And then not long after that, you heard Christmas Rapping by Curtis Blow. <laughs> Funk. I'm sorry, man, but I, I know. I'm just thinking about that. That's, that shit's just so cheesy. Yes. I love it, but it's just so cheesy. Yeah, it was, but it was the best thing ever, bruh. When yeah. we were listening to it, I was like, all right, so I got to figure out. I was like, okay, I got to go to the store. I got to find out more of this stuff. What is it called? You know, at that time, I didn't know. Because mm-hmm. like I said, I had left Harlem by that time, mid-70s. So now, I'm not realizing that there's a movement going on. Everything is radio. Because you got to remember, at this time, when we had TV, my TV was bl- in black and white. Ooh. TV went off at 12 o'clock. The American flag was playing and the hymn was playing. <laughs> okay? You didn't do no extra. It wasn't no like, oh, we got we got all these channels to look at. Mm-hmm. No, it was at the most seven channels. You okay? love it, man. My dad tells me that there was once three where he was at. But at that time, that's what you know. That's what it was. So we only had little outlet. Day. Well, my dad was telling me something about Soul Train, like because he was like, if you weren't listening to the radio and buying records, there was actually real. There's no real exposure to that type of thing. I watch a lot of movies. And I was like, oh shit. What's the song? You know, even even when I'm watching something, I always I'm shazamming every second of it. Yes. Back then, there was no type of thing like that. So everyone was watching Soul Train because one, that's who, that's how you saw who was out there, and two, that's how you learned the dances. That was the world to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was a show that came on that showed like music stuff called Job Man Caravan. Yeah, I'm really taking y'all back. Like, I'm 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 really taking y'all right now in the caves right now. <laughs> one of my homies. Um, matter of fact, I gotta mention his name, Nocturnal. Now we, we this is a whole nother subject. Mm. Nocturnal was a part of the um, Hit Squad, EPMD. Oh, Das Effect, huh? Red Man, yeah, yes. So wait, 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 wait. oh yeah, Zeke, that's a whole nother realm. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 you can't open that you door got, and just yeah. close it. Zeke was part of the, <laughs> the New York music scene for a long time, yeah, bro. I would say this to you. Mm-hmm. I've been really lucky. Because even myself as an artist, doing certain things and meeting certain people, it's been a blessing, man. And this brother, I mean, the most humble, you know, he tells me the story of being on the road. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a beautiful thing, man, because we, we talk about a lot of our experiences. When Nocturnal came through here, he, I, I met him through a mutual friend, another homie. Mm-hmm. When he came over here, he was, I remember him stopping at the steps, how you guys came up the steps, and he took his hat off. He was like, I don't know nobody like this. Yeah. He took his hat off. This guy has traveled the world. He's working on some new stuff now. Mm-hmm. But he was like, I don't know nobody. He said he knew of one other person. But he came in here, he was like, bruh, this is crazy. He really feels, he don't even like this being, he, he actually don't even like people when people sometimes refer to this as a museum. Because he was like, nah, this is like an active well, it's exhibit. A living museum. Yeah, it's a living. Yeah. He don't yeah. even like that. He was like, bruh, you should be charging. <laughs> For real. Be, because yeah. it's it's kind of one of those things. And when he came up here, it was just like we had so much in common in that way. I always 
like it trips him out because when he comes through it's like he takes it all in he's you know he's an artist himself in his own right he actually draws so he took to this he used to spark back in the day for those of you know graffiti whatever he used to do his thing write-ups and i mean he did his thing and this thing is like he was at home just like you guys came today you guys were at home yeah you know y'all were at home yeah you hey know man, i'm trying to take my shoes off as yeah as I, come I know in. I, I saw you i was like yo they at home right now i'm looking at ario his his eyes are just oh, lit man. up it's you know? like christmas <laughs> it was just lit up but those are the experiences that i have even with my own independent group i actually posted a bulletin because my one of my former bandmates i wanted her to start a youtube channel mm-hmm. so what i did i had to make a confession to people on my my channel because i've been thankful that i've had the subscribers because again when you're posting my type of content they can always take your stuff down sure. yeah. you just never know and to make it where i think my channel has been up for three years and this Monday is turned to 20,000 subscribers. Hmm. Wow. That's a big deal in a lot of ways. To some people, it's not a big and deal. Plug your channel one more again, man. Zeke 62 Nostalgia. Actually, it's to the point now where you can just put Zeke 62 in and everything pops up. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the work that I've put in. So to some people, it may not be a big deal. But for the content that I post, it's a big deal. Because you really, sometimes you can't get that far with that type of stuff. Yeah. You know, technically, it's not original content. Yes. So yes. You're just posting yes. stuff. But your stuff is stuff that's so hard to find. Yes. Yeah. And that's what makes it really special. And it kind of sucks when like something gets taken down. It's like, but no one will see like, bro, yeah. no one will see this. Yeah. And that's the thing, because even I remember somebody posted a comment a long time ago and I was like, you know what? I was like, they really don't know me. Somebody said, hey, man, where did you get this from? And I reply um, my own archives. I recorded it. Because sometimes people, they look at it as, you had to get this from somewhere. You found it. Yeah, nah, I am the source material. (laughs) I am the source. Hmm. A lot of the stuff will never be anywhere other than here because a lot of the stuff was destroyed or got lost or you or it know. just really isn't valued anymore man. yeah so no one has like it. like this i i sometimes think about like when you showed when we saw the uh, schultz malt liquor commercial yes i thought about the graveyard of like of commercials that would just yes. never see the light of day because you can't play a commercial again and thanks to youtube you have those things because sure. even sometimes i come across stuff and i'm like man i never saw this when i was growing up Mm. You know, so you never that's know. What yeah, that's you're also only one person. There's no way you could. How often is it that like that like yeah? Because like, how often is it that when you come across something, it's like this was around, like this was in my this was in my vicinity when I was growing up, and I just never seen it. You know, because like the uh, the the black omnibus thing that you was telling me. Yes, about, that's really fucking cool, man. Yes, yes. Um, hosted by James L. Jones, they were definitely in the black movement, black culture. There's spoken word on there. There's singing. There's comedy. There's, I mean, it's different. It, it, yeah, it, it goes like a from PBS. Yeah, it's it's yeah. no joke. Yeah, it's no joke. It's like a uh, Travis Smiley. Yeah. Yes, it's no joke. And a lot of times when you come across stuff like that, I'm like, I don't, I don't even know of this. You know. So YouTube, it serves its purpose. And then the part of it sometimes for me is that when you're not allowed with some of the bigger companies, because there are certain companies that. I understand what they're doing. Sometimes I don't even think it's at really the artist's expense, but sometimes some companies, they just shut everything. They don't, it doesn't matter what it is. Mm. It falls under a certain copyright. That's what it is. Because the challenging part for me is that 
when you grew up with certain things like independent labels of artists, especially early 80s hip hop, and you post something and you see that you, you look and you're like, how did this get blocked? It's owned by a bigger company now. Mm. So, well, what are your chances of seeing that? Sure, and, it, and sometimes you it. don't get to see it. Yeah, because and unfortunately, it, like you, you, yeah. I, I think that you you live in an interesting corner now as you like go into the streaming service and streaming world. Yes, like now everyone only cares about the content that they own. Yes, and the minute somebody says like nah, like that's really like back back like if you were an early YouTube Zeke, you could upload whole fucking movies and nobody would you give know, a shit. You know what I used to tell people when when YouTube started out? I think two thousand and five. Mm-hmm. I said if the copyright holders were allowing the content to be viewed, I'm not kidding you, and I don't brag like that. I would be king of YouTube. Mm-hmm. No, you would have. I'm telling you, I hold back. I honestly, I hold I, back. You know what? I, I kind of gave that guy like asked an interesting question because like now you are one of the few people, right? And this uh-huh. is why I like this place and why I want to come here to the Apocalypse. You're one yes. of the few people who physically owns yes. your yes. media. Yes, that's you the other part. Yeah. Like, I, like, you're I don't, not ripping this off you're not ripping, site but like, somewhere. And that's the weird thing because people are saying you can't upload this onto your channels. Like, but, bro, I bought this. This yeah. is mine. Oh, but let me, t- let me tell you, not to cut you off, mm-hmm. YouTube has a thing now where you can't even go with that anymore. Well, the IP, I, I saw it's the it recently. IP itself yeah. that's like. Yep. Yeah, I saw it recently. They actually have it where if you hit three different things in the copyrights thing, well, I own this. That's not a good reason now. Yep. yep. They actually have this listed now. When I go into my video manager, it's really crazy. But I understand what they are saying. But you're also right because I own it. Like sometimes I do a lot of downloading. Mm-hmm. The downloading I do is for my personal enjoyment. I never repost other stuff on it because why do I have to? I have my own stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I do do that. And yeah, periodically I do get videos that are blocked. And I got to really say this, too. Since y'all got this platform, man, I have to really say this. People that ask for video requests, please stop it. <laughs> you heard it here first, people. Guys, please stop, stop that. For please refrain from doing that. Because you guys do not understand. That is a race that I will never win. Mm-hmm. That is something that I will not begin to even entertain. Mm-hmm. Because I understand it. You're like, oh, man, this guy got this. He got to have this. I get it. But you got to understand that not only is that a lot of work, that's next to impossible to have anything or everything that everybody wants to see because you got to understand copyrights play in part, time play in part. A lot of times I have to edit stuff. I do basic editing, but it works for me because there are times when I get to actually colorize some of the videos because mm. after a certain period of time, the flesh tones of videos oh, yeah. change. Yeah, they degrade. Oh, yep. Okay, so I see a lot of times, even on channels that are legit channels of an artist, sometimes I'm looking at their channels like, now why would somebody allow your video to still look like that when you got all this technology to correct certain things? Mm-hmm. And I'm just little old me correcting certain things that I see because I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to put it up there like that. So there are times when I will do it. I'm thankful that I was able to recognize early on, like, dude, start recording your stuff on standard play. That was a key thing back in the day. Record your stuff in standard play, and it'll always look good for decades to come. Some of us were short-term planning. I was always like, yo, collecting this, doing that, recording this. I'm like, man, why am I always recording? There are people in my life early on that was like, why are you doing this? 
Yeah, they used to be like, yeah, Zeke recording some more stuff. Oh, my gosh. And now they get it. Mm. I started DJing in 83. I was about to say, man, you better be a DJ if all this vinyl you y- got, yes, dog. Yes, I am. As they call it now, turntablist. Um, <laughs> I'm, Turnologist. I, I, yeah. And when people ask me that, you know what's crazy? Dog, where's your crown at, though? I know. You need that crown. I know, I know. <laughs> what's crazy is that when I'm playing my music, when I'm out and about, that's one of the things that people ask me. And I think they ask me that because of what I play, mm-hmm. what I'm playing, what I'm, because I'm very selective in what I play outside. Yeah. Like, if you walk past me, you don't know what you're going to hear. It's so crazy because when I had my group, we started DJing. We had, um, I was like one of the few DJs. We had an organization called Best for the Best. And the crazy thing is, everything that I'm speaking to you guys about, I actually have video footage of it. Wow. Mm. That's another thing that I want to start doing. Um, I was putting up your own my like, cha- original yeah, yeah. yeah. putting stuff from like back in the day because yeah. mm. my stuff is like early 80s like 83 84 and we I, we were doing a lot of things the craziest thing that we ever did was when we started playing music we were playing music in the back of our barracks mm-hmm. and the military police showed up oh, oh boy but this is how crazy this is mm-hmm. they joined in they no oh, no check this out some people were complaining because you got to remember 83 hip-hop uh you're on the base. You got all different types of people there. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, what are they playing? What was crazy about it? They didn't even have a protocol for what we were doing. Oh, interesting. Because it, wow. So new. That's how nobody new never, yeah, yep. Nobody never did that. We were always thinking outside of the box. So when we played the music, we turned it down. And what they said to us, well, they were like, you know, fellas, y'all can just turn it down just a little bit, mm-hmm. whatever. We're like, okay. But they didn't know. They were like, there's not a protocol for this. And we were like smiling and everything. And we were like, okay. <laughs> All right, we'll you turn know? it down. No problem. See ya. Yeah, and we turned it down and we kept playing the music. But we always thought outside the box. Can we talk about that for a little bit, man? Yes. Like going back because like I don't, it's interesting because I think about the VCR a lot because it's a thing that even in the like, I, I always say that the interesting thing about Gen Z ears is that they don't have nostalgia. Like yes. they don't have a world without digital and like me and Ari are like the last generation that have that but I've always had some form of playback in my life in the yes. VCR yes you know even though it's a trip to see him now but like for you guys man like like I didn't like my dad and I tells me about it. I don't really understand like tell me how special that was the idea that you can just take a thing and like record it or like rewind like talk about like it man let me tell you man um the VCR was a big deal mm-hmm. I saved up money I think I had a JVC at the time because that was the thing. And there were other brands. And you wanted to make sure that you had stereo. Hmm. That was a big deal. Hmm. You didn't want the other, you know, you didn't want the one with no stereo. Hmm. You know, you didn't want that. But what happened, what my cousin Crystal reminded me of, we still speak about it to this day, when I thought they had a VCR. So in the 80s, she said I would bring mine because my aunt didn't allow them to look at the VCR. Whoa. She didn't allow them. I would hook it up to their TV, and we would watch it. Very wow! Interesting. So it was like VCR time. Was was like the wait, witching, well, like what? Well, to your aunt, was it like the witching hour when you were like replaying these whole? Yeah, I don't know what that was. Because I know there was there was always like a weird aver- Everyone always has a weird version. Like I think it's like New when movies first came yeah. out, people were, were like that about movies. So I always yeah. think that's in- even like to I think the '90s version of that is video games it was just like yeah. why you know why are you guys into this weird new thing? But you, for a VCR, she, she I, wow. you know I knew she was strict, mm-hmm. but I never I gotta ask her that. She's 82 now. Who y'all met when you came in? Yeah, but she never 
you know, that was interesting because I always thought they had a VCR. I didn't realize that I was the one bringing the VCR because <laughs> I would sometimes record mm-hmm. on a Friday night. And at the time, New York Hot Tracks used to come on. And I kind of had that regret, too, of not taping more segments from that. Because sometimes I was a little sloppy on the recording. Hmm. But I was still in the Marine Corps. I only had a certain amount of time when I came here. We call it a swoop on the weekend from the base. I had to get everything in that 96-hour time to record from radio, to record from TV, to chit-chat, to Hmm. see your people, and then you're on your way back to the base. Mm Mm-hmm. You had to do that in a certain amount of time. You had a list as soon as you yes. came in, huh? Yeah, so I was shocked that still to this day, I still have some of that. So to me, when I post certain things like that, people don't understand like there's a story behind mm-hmm. that yeah. stuff that I post. There's a personal and, yeah. journey. Everything that you've put on your channel yes. has some sort of personal connection to yes. you. Yes, yes. And that's probably why you've been getting all these subscribers because uh, – Unbeknownst to some of them, when you put this up, they somehow get that personal connection. So, and some people, and some people, some subscribers are standouts mm-hmm. because they really get it. Because it's like when I do the audio and I put pictures up, and sometimes I think I have to make it known. Like sometimes I think I need to put that in the details section. Like this such and such that you are listening to is from that boombox that you see me right there with. Mm-hmm. Like, because sometimes people. You know, sometimes you don't really do, you don't connect like that. But it's like, no. Like, think about that. That what you are watching right now on YouTube is what I'm playing on that boombox in 83. But now I'm sharing this with you decades later. Exact same thing. That's so crazy. That's crazy. Oh, you want to trip out right now? The JVC that I owned mm-hmm. in 83. Oh, man. I miss the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me how but much that J- shit costs because you'll probably be like, yeah, it was your rent night now. You Okay. I'm going to put it to you like this. To get a working one in mint condition, like you have grand. to order it from Russia. It's $1,000. Oh, wow. All right. Let's start okay. collecting boom boxes. I'm waiting. I'm actually waiting for a time when they will really do it for real. But, but te- because of technology changing... The Bluetooth speaker is re- has replaced that. Box. So yeah. now I try to get close to that. So, But there's no one who actually, that's the thing I don't, like audiophile here. The thing I don't like about the Bluetooth speakers and like even why I think the Beats pill is still hot garbage compared to like a boombox. Well, you better be careful. Oh, I don't, give, no, I don't, I don't give a people, shit. Nah, no, I don't nah, want no Bass is not that. better, yeah. people. Like, come on. Like, like there's no real effort to put hot, true high fidelity sound if people know what that is anymore. There's no real effort to put high fidelity sound portably anymore. Okay. Like there is not. Nah, there really. There, like, cause I guess one people don't really care about that. So it's like as long as you like, it's like as long as like it has a lot of bass because that's what a lot of music just has now. Yes. People assume it's okay, but like when you listen to a non-trap song on a Beats pill, it sounds fucking awful. It just sounds loud. That's all it does. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you a secret right now. All right, let me know. All right? I'm with you everywhere. I never was one to follow the Beats thing and all that, whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, one of them was that that's over my budget. (laughs) Yeah. Okay? That's one of them. But I was always that guy that always was just, like, off to the left. I didn't want what everybody wanted. Mm -hmm. So, one, I think two years ago, I was looking for something to walk around with. My first thing that came close to being something was this thing that looked like a brick. It was called a Braven. Braven model number 855S. I still have it in the room. It's just solid speaker? Like yeah, one it's a giant solid speaker? speaker. Okay. 
that joint was no joke if i walked past you you wanted to know what is he playing that from because i don't see where that bass is coming mm. from and then i graduated and i tried this other speaker out and i remember the speaker was 30 watts and i was like yo this sound nice and i'm really about to connect this for you mm. i was like wait a minute I heard of this brand. I was like, didn't they do something with Beats? Monster? Yes. Ah, see, the thing about Beats now is that Monster no longer owns Beats, which is why classic Beats actually sound better and have better fidelity than the Apple versions of it. Monster's a kick-ass company, man. Okay, now I'm about to make you happy. In the other side of the room, the speaker that I was telling Ario, well, he's seen it already, seen it, yeah. is a monster. It's called mm. the Monster Roller Mini 2. It's 75 watts. People always ask me, like, does it get loud? I was like, yeah, it's all right. It, 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 I mean, it's not as loud as you want it to be, but- Does it, it have it, fidelity? That's what it really matters. For you, I can't say because I think when you get something to that extent, they kind of fail. Okay. But if I'm walking past you and your group of people, you're going to want to know what's that car coming down the street and you see a guy walking with a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> I've had this said mm -hmm. to me on numerous numerous occasions. They thought I was a car. I've actually scared people when I walk behind them mm -hmm. and they jump to the side and I'm like, it's only me. And they start laughing because they thought it was a car. My Bluetooth speaker, a.k.a. Boombox, is no joke. So, Zeke, if somebody wanted to, say, find you one day walking through the city, where what are the spots? Times, locations. Union Square. Okay. On a weekend, um, sometimes Friday. I feel like that. Was before I we continue, yep. I feel like there's no way that I could not have like seen you because I just walk around the park and take pictures of people all the fucking time. That's like my. You might have. You, you might have not like, even paid me yep. no mind because sometimes I post up on the railing across from Best Buy. I play my music because you have to take like I'm on the clock when you're doing boombox duties. You are on the clock, so I'll take a lunch break. I eat, drink, whatever. And then sometimes I'm like, you know what? You ready to do some more blocks? Yeah, I'm going to do a few more blocks. Then you do a few more blocks. And I'm, that's kind of my routine. Like, I'm the Radio Raheem of 2019. Ooh, uh, active. Ooh that's, that's, that's going on his thing. Okay? That's the, name. That's the yep. thing that's going on his name. That's an active. I'm an active Radio Raheem because I understand that. Um, I actually see more people now. Walking with um, Bluetooth speakers, some of them have them on their bike, especially the yeah. bike messengers. Sure. But I've actually seen some people, and the one boombox that I see people with is the JB um, JBL Extreme. Yeah, yeah, I see that one. A I lot see too. that a lot. But the the interesting part about that, I had a guy that came across me when I was um, rolling with my speaker, mm -hmm. and he stopped in his track. He had some other people with him, and he was like, "Yo, my thing don't even sound like that," and I paid like three hundred for mine. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> And he bought it. And when he heard my monster, I was like, well, I paid like 140 something. Mm -hmm. And even this new one that I have, I paid like $109. And it's more wattage than my previous monster, which was 60 watts. And the sound, now you may be a little more critical of it, but the sound that comes out of it, and when you're walking by people, they're like, what? Yo, I've had many compliments. And not from people that just know that culture, sure. but from people that's not even in there. And they're like, hey, man, I like your sound. Like, mm -hmm. that really sounds nice. What is that? And I'll turn it around, monster. And then I had a funny situation, which I told him about. Oh, yeah. There was this um, young woman on her bike. I'm not trying to clown her. <laughs> she stopped in her tracks. She heard my sounds. She said, does it get louder than that? I was like, yeah, it's all right. So I turned it up. It didn't impress her. 
and she rode off. Now, I have no problem with that, but I have a problem when you're riding around and you have the speaker the size of um, Play School, first radio for kids, <laughs> on back of your bike, uh-huh. and you're talking about, oh, it doesn't get louder than that, and you had a generic brand, actually had it hooked up to the back of her thing. Mm-hmm. She actually could have had that in her hand. And you're talking about, oh, it doesn't get louder than that. And then mo- rides off like I didn't really impress her. <laughs> but that's the culture. Technology, I love technology. The VCR, I actively do that. I actively use that. So when people see my content, remember, not only is that stuff being edited, but it's like I you have to, yeah. physically recording. Yeah, I'm yeah. physically recording that. Yeah. And sometimes the way I record it is so crazy because now they have new technology where you can actually make it easier to record, but it comes with its downsides because mm-hmm. I've tried that sometimes also, especially when you're recording straight from a VCR to software on your desktop. I, I did that one time and I didn't like what was happening because when it got to certain areas, it would have a um, it would have a glitch and it would just black out. And I was oh. like, oh, no, I don't like this. You know, so you have to stay to the point of, OK, certain technology has to be sometimes old technology. The oldest stuff works best. Yes. And it yes. was made to last. That's one yes. thing I like about the 80s stuff. Like, it was the age of consumerism, but, yes. like, damn, they made shit to last. Dude. Yes. Those Transformer toys that they made back then, kids are still playing with them for a reason. Oh, man, we don't even want to get started on that. Because even in the other room, I don't know if you guys noticed, there's a 40-inch TV from, like, 1995. Yo, I was just telling him about that shit, how TVs were bigger back then. Yes. They, they were way bigger than they were now, but they were also way more expensive. <laughs> That TV, God bless his soul, I bought that from my uncle, and it was heavy as mm-hmm. hell. Looks oh, like you got I that know. shit from a you're, Renaissance yeah, bar. You're not, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 you, no, no. You, you are not going to steal that TV. <laughs> All right, so uh, the TV that I used to have in my old house in my room, it was... It was probably like a JVC or something like that, actually. Uh, or a Panasonic. No, it was uh, something that started with a V. Art, art something. Uh, anyway, it's like that. It's huge. It was a, it was the biggest screen I've ever seen on a TV, and the back is like yes this far back. Yes, it it must have weighed like sixty pounds at Yo, least. Yo, bruh, I had my cousin helping me bring that TV yeah. up. Yeah. Normally, I can do it, you know. And I was like, I'm not doing this one. <laughs> now nah, I'm gonna need her help. And I brought it up, man, and it was heavy. Yep. I was like, it, that ain't moving. I nowhere. feel like it's the modern version of your grandma's grand piano. Yes, like yes. kind of. And the TV, what's interesting about and they it? Work really well. Yes, yeah, he, he, he he and he loved it when he got it. He was so happy. That was one I think one of my um his favorite presents from me because I was like I'm gonna get that for him and my aunt and he loved it and that TV still functions. Yep. Um, it even have the thing when we weren't used to the whole widescreen thing. People used to hate that. You could change the format. Yep. Yeah. People weren't used, they weren't used to that. So it was big enough to know where, okay, it had the blocks. But people were not, at first, people were kind of resistant to that. Mm-hmm. Because they were like, why do I have these black bar- bars? Sure. They didn't like that. So now, it's commonplace now. But at the time, we weren't checking for it like that. Yeah. So everything for me, like the nostalgia type of person that I am, that's a big deal to me. Because even like right now, when you see my um my desktop, I know at my job, they clown me sometimes. They make jokes like, oh, yeah, you still got a desktop? I was like, yeah, because I do a lot of stuff on my desktop. Mm-hmm. And I can't do it no other way. And I have a cassette deck hooked up to it. Oh, wow. 
and on top of it, which you guys didn't notice, that's an eight-track tape. Receiver. I was actually I was about to ask you about yeah. that. Now that works. The receiver still works. Does it all feed the, into the desktop, or is it just? You I just have, have it unhooked right now. Okay. Yeah, but it does play. Wow. And I tried to play the um, eight-track, but I couldn't really tell whether it was the eight-track or the unit itself. The mm-hmm. lights still even come on. Even with that being said. That's the thing, What like technology. Like, I remember when um, Urban Outfitters came out with this boombox. Yeah. And it was a boombox. Um, it was called the, um, oh, man, come on, Zeke. You know this. Well, if it was Urban Outfitters, it was probably garbage. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what it was? They were kind of like bringing it back because they do like a lot yeah, of like. Yeah, they do those fad things yeah, for the kids. Nostalgic yeah, nostalgic type of yep, stuff. Yep, yep, yep. And I like never they g- sold that classic Atari for yes. like No, my favorite bucks. is the classic cell phone that goes into your current cell phone. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Now, now I got it now. I th- yeah, but that's it. Th- that's their thing. Mm. LaSonic. Uh, mm. It's the big, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people bought it, but I can honestly tell you, when I was walking those streets, which I still do at, to this day, when I was walking those streets, those type of boom boxes People had them because some people got ridiculous. They that Lasonic was like one of those big ones, but those were the off brands. Yep. Mm-hmm. We didn't. I didn't check for stuff like that. I checked for brand names. Yeah. And there were just certain boom boxes that stood out. There was one JVC that had one speaker, that actually is really a copy of what I'm carrying around today. Hmm. You can't see it because there's a grill over it. But there, JVC had a speaker that was well known. You see it in pictures, which everybody, a few people had it, and that thing was no joke. It was weird to me because I was like, "Well, where's the other speaker?" It was just a single unit. Yeah, unit it was speaker. a single. It was a. Uh, it was the uh, woofer and the tweeter. Nice. And they carried around. And there's a guy. That shit must have been heavy as hell. Then. Oh man. Oh man. There's a guy that actually used to do a lot of footage back in the day. He actually have a lot of books out. I have some of his books. Wow. And I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Jamel Shabazz. No joke. If you don't know nothing about Jamel Shabazz, you better check his stuff out. If you want to see anything during that period of time, mm-hmm. far as like 80s and how people were walking around with the boom boxes, that is the stuff to get. The, the books, you got to get his books. You got to look at that. That's my other regret. I have some pictures, nothing like his his realm, mm-hmm. nothing like his catalog. I have pictures that do stand out. Um, back in the day that I took, I have one that I think is from 1982, August 1982, which I took of a, a, a Bronx block party. Nobody knew me. Nice. I used to be an amateur photographer, so I'm looking at your 35 <laughs> right now, which is on a whole nother level, which I might say. <laughs> I used to do a lot of pictures. And I had a Canon AE-1, I think, at the time. Anybody that knows film. about that, yes, yes. 35-millimeter film. And I used to take pictures, and that is one of my pictures that really displays that time and period. And I actually want to do, if I ever do any, like, merchandise, I want that on a T-shirt. That was one of the things that I was like, yo, this is what it is. This is the time. This is the era. So anything that comes from me, like like right now, Y'all living the truth. Like, I'm, the, I'm living the truth mm-hmm. of the culture, you know, because it's like you really want to get into it. Anybody that comes through, and I'm telling you, I've had a lot of visitors. You know, I'm on the third floor of uh, my aunt's house. Yeah, I'm grown, but I'm on the third floor, and I'm telling you, my aunt calls this the penthouse. <laughs> <laughs> she calls this the penthouse. There have been people up here that when they get up here, they're not only that they're in awe, but they're shocked. Mm-hmm. because no matter what you're into, 
if this yeah. doesn't move you, yeah. I'm sorry, you're dead. Yeah. You are actually dead because even like with my action figures, it's living history. Yes. Yeah. The um the dolls that I have, the games. I know you probably didn't notice because there are other things that are even hidden. Oh man, I didn't even see the dolls. Now, you Hold didn't, on, yeah, yeah. I didn't even see. Oh yeah. Yo, you got the brandy. Oh yeah. shit. Stacy Dash from Clueless. What's her name? Mel Mel um Mel B. Sc- yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Scary Spice. Brandy. Oh, uh, you unfortunately have Suicide Squad, Deadshot. Ooh. Oh, you're funny. Destiny's <laughs> Child. Nah, nah, because I'm about to hike on you for this Riri Williams poster you got hitting in the back here. Because I thought she was one of the ones we just struck from the record, man. Like, well, Brian Michael Bendis can take her and. Oh, uh, no, yo. You, you, <laughs> no, it's, you, it's actually yo. pretty good. Have you been reading the current yo. stuff? It's not, it's not I've good. only read the, 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 the early stuff when she took over, but it was like, she's such a merry. St- like not only see well, he's uh, not writing it anymore. So oh well, we can go all about we we. I stand we 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 Now I well I will have I have a confession because but. I always tell Ario this like I don't read my stuff enough. Yeah, you can see why if you were actually in here, people. Oh, there's no way. There's, <laughs> there's no, no way. way. I thought I had a back catalog. Yo. No, no. I no, mean, no, no. I would just get listen. You waiting for the you waiting for the apocalypse to happen yeah, before you yeah. crack into all this stuff. You know, you know what a friend told me a long time but. ago. A friend told me a long time ago, you, one day you'll have enough time, you'll have enough time to read, you read the stuff. I, I hope, I hope she's right. They say one day, one day oh, you yeah. have enough time. One day to you read have it. enough time. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's the thing. It's a lot. It's really a lot. You're in tired here. and you ain't yeah. got nothing Also, to guys, do. just to put things in perspective here, like like I'm serious, man. We got like we have Riri Williams Ironheart on one end, and then we have Run DMC giant Run DMC posters. Uh huh. With, with, with a bunch of action figures from all types of characters, from like wrestling to X Men to I'm looking at Spawn. You know, I see a Dragon Ball Z. You gotta have Dragon Ball Z. There are dolls. There's this so this this place is packed to the gills. Check out our Instagram, guys, because this place is packed to the gills with like. Yo, we got the warrior. I'm just looking. Yes. And there's more oh, yes. shit that I'm seeing. Man, you didn't even see this uh, this Outcast poster. Oh, I saw the Outcast poster. Yeah. Is that a GI Joe? You got a G- um, Yes, it is. Damn. Yes, you also is. have something that I thought I'd never ever see again in my life, and that is a Tech Deck dude. <laughs> like that was peak 2000s. Oh, like <laughs> why 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 aren't your guys speaking about the Nelly? Action figure. Oh, oh, I was about to oh, say. No, yeah. no, no. We wanted to get to them too. Oh man. What about the one behind Ariel? What, what about the one behind him? I can't see what. You what see that got? lady behind there? That 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 doll behind um him? Yeah. Who's that? That's Florence from the Jefferson. That's a doll oh, wow. from 1976. Ooh. Oh my God. There's also Master P back here. Oh yeah. That's it crazy. Was a, <laughs> Imagine <laughs> if there was like a Super Smash Bros. of Black culture. Like everybody's yes. here for real, dog. Like every. Everyone is rep- like I'm seeing this number five from Kid- Codename Kids Next Door. A lot of two. Uh, there's a That's So Raven fucking <laughs> board game. Yeah, yeah. he has the stuff we try to forget about in here, man. Yo, I, I you know the saying I always would tell people. I was like, you never know. You never know. You never know you what's never in know. here. Yeah. You never know. And also, do you ever uh, forget about stuff that's in here, or do you know everything? Yeah, I do. Like sometimes, if I don't come across, like if it's in hiding. And I come across it, yeah, I do. Um, what's interesting is that I have a video posted mm-hmm. um, on my channel, and it's a scene from Trilogy of Terror with Karen Black. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. And it's from the 70s. It's about this little, it's pre-Chucky. Okay. And it was this voodoo, it was like this little tribal Zuni, um, they call it the Zuni, um, Zuni fetish warrior. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember. And it was this little man, and what happened, she went to the fi- uh, flea market. And when she went to the flea market, um, she bought this doll, 
and they it was a warning on it. Don't take the necklace off because it will come alive. <laughs> Shit. Everybody views that video and other people have it online and people are like, oh, man, I remember this when such and such. Now, when I was younger, yeah, it scared the hell out mm-hmm. of me. Of course. Yes, it did. But I would never would have guessed that I would actually own one almost that same size in the movie in my collection. If you look off to your left, he can't see it. Oh, I see it. I see it. You see it? Yeah. And I didn't know one night. I came in here and the, and the eyes and the teeth glow in Don't the dark. Don't say that shit, man. Don't say yeah. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Man. The eyes and the teeth glow in the dark. That's insane. And people see that on my channel. And I, w- I was like, and I am going to post a picture and let them know that I own something like that. You guys, you guys. Like even the pictures that we'll put up won't do justice. Do to it this. justice yeah, to like yeah, what no, we are it's in. it's an experience. And there's more beyond the the yes. room we are yes. in. But that's that's it. With the vinyl, because Dante, you were looking at the vinyl. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, Listen, even, man, I'm not even done with you yet. <laughs> not even, even done. Even with the vinyl, oh, this is part one of a, like a 13 part series. Yes, yeah. so, yes, <laughs> yes. This is crazy. And then when I hit you with the newspapers that I collect over mm-hmm. the years. Uh, Aaliyah is um, covers um, Funkmaster Flex things that have happened like current affairs. You have a post of the Secret Life of Bees, man. Like, yes, like come on. And that's an actual um, no. You got you got to let I'm them sorry. know. I gotta like, make fun of you real quick though, because yes. you know what I don't see. You know, because I like, sometimes I'm saying, yo, you really did raid some of my grandma's art. Where's that picture of Malcolm Martin and Obama all thinking together? <laughs> like, come on, man, the one that everybody got. Where's it at, dude? <laughs> I, I th- see Obama's on some of your comics here, man. Oh, you didn't see? What? Oh, look at the wall over here. What's that up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Barack Panther. Yes, yes. And I have some no, other No, you ones. got uh, uh, Barack and Youngblood up here. Uh-huh. Uh, what about another, that post over what there? Was the, was, the, was the other Obama one There's I saw? There's also an Obama back here. Yeah, I see an Obama back there. Uh, There's an Obama up there behind you. It says change we can count. Oh, I get it. It's, a, it's for uh, your change. I got gotcha. you. Uh-huh. And who's that girl up there that you hate? Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, Riri looks really good on uh, that. That's a great figure. She looks, I mean, truthfully, like the live wire stuff is also really good. And it's I yes. think it's, a, it's a better version of Riri. But, like, they, they also look very similar. And see, I, see, I got to be on your level, man, because those are the things that's going to be key yeah. when you're bringing it to the people. Because, yep. you know, you, you have to know something. Like you, you, you don't know everything. Is that the bug? Do you have the bug up there? The the red. Uh, yeah. Where? The it's with uh, Michael Jordan. Uh, right in front of the Outcast poster. Oh, I see it. I see it. I see it. That's I see the it. bug. Yeah. Holy crap. Oh yeah. Oh, you talking about Ant? Yeah. That's yeah. Ant. Yes. Yes. Image Comics. Yes. That's so crazy. Yeah. That right there, I guard with my life. Cause you're not. Yeah. That. Oh man! Yeah, it's actually it's a very yeah. That's a statue after yeah uh, book yeah. That's a statue. Oh, you got to tell them about the um the coffee, Foxy Brown. Oh oh, coffee's I, everywhere, man. Yeah, she I have is a statue everywhere. Yeah, you got to get I that. I mean, yes. And and what about and and what about and you got the poster too? And what about um Black Panther's villain over there, Man Beast? Oh yeah. Uh no yeah, wait wait uh, wait ape. No, it's uh, it's Mbaku. Uh, but what's his name? They don't call him his uh, actual yeah, yeah, name because it's, it's super uh, fucked up. It's like yeah. uh, something gorilla. Or White gorilla. Or, uh, no. Yeah, uh, no. It's uh, it's, uh, it's um, man beast. Is it man beast? Oh yes. Yeah. 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 
because they didn't do it like that. That would have been interesting. Well, well they, they did. No, they, the, uh, they specifically the, said because of the racist overtones, they yes. did not want to do yeah. that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good call. But <laughs> but they did so much better things of his character in yes. the end anyway. Yes. But yeah, it's quite a few things in here that will definitely pique your interest because even like stuff that y'all don't see, mm-hmm. it gets really deep. It right, gets but, but, really deep. But now this is the dark question. Yes. So where's your Joe Jackson's, like Turner's, R. Kelly's, and and, and Bill Cosby's? They're in a closet this we don't <laughs> talk about. Yeah, that stuff is with the them. canceled closet. Yeah, that stuff is with Ooh, them. That's a great name for the closet. The, the canceled, canceled closet. closet. Oh yeah. man, if when, it exists, bro. Let me tell you, when I had to um my 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 Cosby stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I took some of that off my shelf. It's hard because it's like. When you see movies like Uptown Saturday Night, Let's Do It Again, mm. a piece of the action, yep. you're like, oh, man. You can't ignore you know, what's going quick on. Quick out of curiosity, do you have Leonard, Leonard Six, the action, the action comedy Bill Cosby did where he rides an ostrich off of a building? That's a thing. No. Okay. <laughs> no. I have my boundaries. You have boundaries? All right. Yeah, I no, have my boundaries. It doesn't look like it, Zeke. No, no, no. <laughs> if you were in this I get, room. No, I get nah, close. The only thing, question, no. like I said, if, if Riri Williams is the only thing truly questionable that he has, I think he's doing all oh, right. Oh, man. That's questionable man. to you. Yeah, it's questionable. Questionable to you, man. Yeah, but it's other things because you, you, you know, you never know. Oh, you really want to trip out? What? I know you guys didn't see it when you came upstairs. I have a RuPaul doll downstairs. What? I yes. love RuPaul. And you know where I bought it from? Who? Tower Records, sixty six and Broadway. Back in the night, like matter of fact, wow. I think back before, like to be honest, if it wasn't for RuPaul's Drag Race, I would not know who RuPaul no, is. No, it was. And I, I remember when I saw it, I was like, should I get this? This is when Tower of um, Videos was going mm-hmm. out of business. And I was like, should I get this? Yes. I was like, I don't know if I should get this. This is not really my yeah, thing. Yeah, how much stuff did you, uh, you man, you, thank God you got it. How much yes. stuff of this was like acquired during the the fall of the blockbuster era? Like, you know, because I know there oh, was, a it time, was quite a bit. That time where a lot of the shit, no, nah, this was just wholesale. You could just pick yes. this up. It was quite a bit because even now, I'm really going to trip y'all out right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take y'all there. Because since y'all here, I'm going to take you there. Tower Video, Tower Records right now, in its place right now, is the Bill series where they interview the actors and different people uh, that are doing things. It's in the same building now. Bill really? Yes. That's they even really actually have a sign to say that this is where Tower Records was located. Because mm. the Tower Records was in different locations. Mm-hmm. I always used to go to those stores. And I still have... VHS tapes in here, CDs, DVDs from that store. Honorable mention goes to my stores, The Wiz. I'm about to say, did you get your VCR from The Wiz? I think I did. <laughs> but honorable mention goes to one of my favorite stores. For those of you who know this store, JNR Music Row, 23 wow. Park mm-hmm. Row. Wow. Mm-hmm. I miss JNR Music Row. I miss that store. Period. I got so many things from that store. Oh my God. Circuit City. Mm-hmm. Circuit City. Like Radio Shack. Yes. Radio Shack's still around. No, it's not. No, it's, it's, it's officially been out done of business though? for five years. Really? Yeah. Well, they wow. merged. Well, what was crazy when, when the merge came in with Sprint and stuff like that, 
I knew it was like the end of the days because nothing lasts forever. Mm-hmm. Some some spots are still trying to hang on. Yeah, you know, but it doesn't last forever. And and I think what people miss out on when I was coming up, it was a big deal to go in these stores and not only buy what you were going to buy, but socialize. Yeah, you socialize. Yeah. you know, technology for me. Like even though people socialize on the internet, when you go out and about, I think it's always a good thing to be out and about and socialize with people because that's kind of the thing that happens with me when I'm out there and I'm ca- and I'm carrying my Bluetooth speaker and people are talking and speaking to me that I don't even know and I see them smile or uh, we get strike up a quick conversation. They're like, oh, man, they don't make it like this no more. And I usually tell them, like, nah, if you look for it, you'll see it because I've never been that one that was like, oh, man, I hate what they're playing now. You got to seek some of the stuff out. Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because even, like, when it comes down to, like, hip-hop, you got to remember, I was somebody that was in that since 79. Mm-hmm. There are groups now and there are artists now that's really, really good. And sometimes you have old heads like me, my peers, that will be like, oh, man, yeah, man, they don't do it like. Oh, you mean Joe Button? Oh, do you know about the whole Joe Button and all these I, other I, I, these not, other cats yeah, out here who yeah, just I'm not even going to speak on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to tell you all something that's really crazy. Last night, I was going through one of my videos. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a label on it. I just have dates. And I was looking through the video. This is how deep my collection goes. Now, I don't care who you're going for politically. I don't I don't, I don't. don't know who you're representing. Oh, is it, is it Trump on... Uh, oh, no. I'm going to hit you next level. Oh, we we here at Bogart and Hanton are officially anti-Trump. I'm sorry. Okay. Like, I, this, is, this is the I stance am too. we have. Like, I am nah, too. If you nah. don't like... Yo, it, bro, <laughs> you, you want to know what's crazy? What? I have a magazine that he's on wearing gold chains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that no one, one. Not a lot of people are talking about love Trump. Trump. Yeah. Yep. Yes. But see, at that time, he wasn't the president. Mm-hmm. We like the fact that he was somebody that made it. But then when you see the full story of what, how he came about, his money, then you're going to be feeling a little yeah. different about things. Yeah. But the crazy thing was. He got ASAP out there. ASAP, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No, nah, no, yeah. no problem. No problem. No problem. <laughs> but wow. the crazy thing was. But the craziest thing last night that I came across. Now, you got to think about how crazy this is. I came across a 2002 VHS tape. The guy name is Ed Gordon. People who watch BET are familiar with him because he had a lot of um things that he spoke about, kind of like Tavis Smiley. He was a talk show host, yes, right? Yes, yes. I'm looking. Yeah, you'll know who it is if you saw him. I'm looking at the video and I'm kind kind of skimming across it, and they start talking about people who embellish their um their uh what's the word? Well, no, not only that, but their personas. Like, yeah, like they embellish certain things that they have done. Mm-hmm. Accomplishments. Y- there you go. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. And why did they say they're talking about fathers? Mm-hmm. And all these guys on the panel are black fathers. Matter of fact, on the panel is Dougie Fresh. This is from mm-hmm. 2002. And then Ed Gordon brings up something about, well, what about the senator? Joe Biden that brought up something on his thing oh. about what he did. And I'm looking, I'm like looking at this footage like, oh, Zeke, do you really want to post this? Yes. Yo. Yes. <laughs> yo, 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 man. No, yo. no, because like there's a whole subcategory, I mean, not to get to off topic, but yes. like, I've been seeing more of this whole subcategory of memes of Joe Biden doing fucked up shit. Or like you touching know, small or children. Touching, or touching yeah, women like, like in, in weird ways. Yo. And I'm like, and I'm, you know. It's just enough to creep you out, but not enough for you to be like pedophile, you know, like. It's Yo, weird. And I'm feeling some type of way. I'm like, Zeke, I didn't know. So when you say, do you, you do you sometimes forget what you have? Yes. Because I'm listening and this is just random. Yeah. I'm just really going through it. 
and they're speaking and then he said yeah but what about senator joe biden that said something on his thing that he did i'm like you gotta be kidding me right and now you have to post that video post i it. i am gonna post it that's crazy. i was like this is crazy that's how serious and scary this is you know joe biden might get that taken down though <laughs> i know but this is how crazy <laughs> it was just random yeah. and then i i remember one time I'm really going to trip your guys you out. You just sell that. Like, I know. You can really sell that. One time, not on this channel, mm-hmm. I posted a video of a dance show. It was called Dance Party USA. I used to tape a lot of stuff, man. Random stuff. So I posted that video on one of my older channels, and it got blocked. Mm-hmm. There was a company that owned the show, the content of the show. So I was like, damn. But my friend, God bless his soul, Kenny, brought to my attention, that's a whole nother story too, about my my homie Kenny. So Kenny brought up to my attention that that's what's her name. I looked at the footage and I was like, you are absolutely right. The footage is from 1983. And the person is, she's a talk show host now, Kelly Ripper. Oh, it's a Kelly Ripper. I have her on video wow dancing on a dance show called dance party usa coming down a soul train line wow. from 1983 that's crazy the most i can say is i know jennifer lopez was a fly girl <laughs> like that's all oh, i yeah, got yeah Let that's me all go. i got yes yes that's what i have so, that's the type of stuff that i have that when you say in my archives i even have cuba gooding jr on video when he performed on putting on um putting on the hits Oh, well, I, yeah. you mean his dad or him? Him. Really? He was like a, trying to be a singer? No, he. they were doing lip sync. Ah. And he was doing Dougie Fresh song, okay. The Show. And he had a partner who later went on to do, Um, this guy's big time now. Mm-hmm. Both both of them. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's big time. And this guy went on to work, I, I, wanna, I, I can't say but he might have went on to work with George Lucas or something like that. Wow. But that's the type of stuff. And I have a lot of videos that have people like with their early beginnings that I didn't know. Mm. All right, what's your holy grail? You yeah. got to have one thing. The, the thing that you found that you're like. Or, you know, or like, the thing that like, you know, that's your favorite. Yeah. You know. Oh, man. What? Oh, wow. That's a. Okay. I have a time. No. I have a magazine. It's a. um. No, it's not Time Magazine, but it has the first time, and they're doing an article. It's from 1982. Mm-hmm. Life. Okay. Oh, I have man. a Life Magazine, which I haven't shown you guys. See, we haven't even, like, entertained that as of yet. Because oh, yeah. I don't want to hurt y'all. <laughs> okay? I have a Life Magazine from 1982 that gives you a sum up of the year of 1981. And, no, I think it's 1983, and it gives you the summary of 1982. But it's the first time they did a story on hip-hop. Wow. Wow. I found that a long time ago. There was a store that used to be across from Port Authority. Now they have a bank. There's sure. a Chinese store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This store, I kid you not, guys, this store, I'm trying to think of the name of it. You would go into the store, and it would be nothing but back issues of magazines. That was the total point of the store. And you would buy magazines that you had not seen in years. You could buy it from this store. I'm trying to remember the name. It's coming to me. You would go in there and plan to spend like maybe three hours. Going in, just looking at yeah. all the back. Catalog. Sometimes you had to have gloves because that's how dusty it would get. Yeah, well, I've been there. Okay. I work at a comic book shop. I know all, all right, about so that. So you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And I would go into the store and it would just be like, yo, are you kidding me? Like when I'm impressed, 
that's something that's a big deal and i would go in there and i and i think i always feel like i never took advantage of it because i was like you always assume that it would always be there yeah. matter of fact i think i remember the name now ans magazines ans magazines because what people don't understand what's funny about it you know i usually see people and i know this is the first time i'm actually thinking of this I actually could have people on my journey with me walking with my, my, my I'm going to call it my boom box. Mm-hmm. I could have people walking on my journey with me. I, I can tell them the stories that was here, there, and there that are gone now and tell them what was going on then. Because even right, right now in Greenwich Village, A Street, I was telling my former bandmate, Drama Child, shout out to her, started her new channel with some of the content, which I actually, that was the confession. I kind of let people know that I was the one I'm the one that's posting content that's similar to mine's, but there's some stuff that I haven't posted on my channel that I'm posting on hers. Mm. And the only thing that I asked of her to do is to connect with the people. That's it. That's it. That's all you got to do. Because I used to make tapes for her. So it's not a difference. Like she, I was YouTube to her before it was a YouTube. Gotcha. You know? But that was the thing. There are stores, because even when I look at people now, you know, I see all the Starbucks. I see all the, all these other chain stores. And I'm like, man, y'all have no idea how much y'all missed out. Because mm-hmm. I used to walk down the street, and there were stores that you can go to, including comic book stores, that you could go to, and they were all different from each other. Yep. They were all, even the food places, they were all different and from now, each like, other. And now, like, that entire strip of, like, Ninth Avenue is the same five stores repeating. Yeah. Down the block. It, it, it is. But you know what I do? I break that up. Because me personally, I walk down those streets, especially 4th Ave in the village. Mm-hmm. I walk by the basketball court, and I walk, and I walk with my boombox, and I play music, and they turn around, and they're like, wow. And they're looking at me, and I'm like, man, y'all have no idea how many times I have walked these streets. Yeah. Yep. You know, And they're looking at me because even um, for my age, some people don't think I look my age. It's funny because even yesterday when I, um, I was taking the bus from work, this lady wasn't sure where, where I was going, whatever. She was like, hey, young man, where are you going? And, you know, I said, I told her where I was going, and I thanked her. I said, I thank you for calling me young man. <laughs> I didn't say my age. I said, mm. I thank you for calling me young man because I'm still young at heart. Yeah. I still carry I mean, that on. I mean, just looking at this. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. You have to. History is very key. And I remember, Dante, when you came here, you were saying something about certain genres of music like trap, hip-hop. Mm. Uh, I'll put it to you like this. As an older cat, I would say this much. There's some stuff that I do actually enjoy that I've downloaded. But I also know that the elders, we didn't do, we, we dropped the ball. I felt like we dropped the ball in the essence of hip-hop because there was a time in the 90s of hip-hop when Das Effect, Red Man. Oh, sure. Like 1991, mm-hmm. 1992, 1993, leaders of the new school, tribe, a tribe called Quest. You could not come out half fast with stuff. You could not yeah. even entertain the idea of coming out half fast. Early on in hip hop, and I call um, certain years, the, 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 the formative years, when De La Soul was out, 88, mm-hmm. all that stuff, things started changing. But even early on, we did have groups like that that weren't really that great, but they did their thing. I think each decade have their artists that like, kind of unfortunately subpar, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the beautiful thing for me is that here I am at this age now, and when I got into hip-hop, and now I'm looking at it like, wow, I never knew it would have been this big. This is big business now. Because mm-hmm. white people like it. 
No, no, no. <laughs> no, I, uh, no, I firmly, I know, okay. I'm sorry. I firmly believe that the reason why like hip hop is so big actually is because white people love it now. Okay, let's like, say like like in in the sense of in the sense that like the amount of national the fact that Chance the Rapper has fucking Kit Kat commercials, Migos and Cardi B have now mo- like hip hop is now like it's, it's, it's soccer moms are blasting Migos, yeah. dog. I'm sorry. Part of the reason why hip hop is so big is because it's no longer seen as just a black thing. Oh yeah, white people love it too. You know, but when you first came out, when you and you had that reaction to like, hey, why are they talking over? How, why are they oh, talking yeah, over? Yeah. Shit? Imagine if you had no reference to even what the beat was, and you're a white mom from the suburb, and you're like, you know, yeah, I know, and I and I get what you're saying, and I'm gonna go halfway with you on this. I will say this much. When, when I was coming up, and this is what people have to remember, when you, when you do the black and the white, depending on where you were brought up at, mm-hmm. now you got to remember, I'm a guy that came up through the era of soft, soft rock. I, when, when you came up through that time, it's like you listened to everything. Mm-hmm. You didn't really care who was what. Yeah. Just, like, just like the white audience didn't care who was what. But it was, some, it, it was like sometimes I, I kind of feel like we paid a lot of dues and people got to enjoy that blood, mm-hmm. sweat, and tears, but the artists didn't because, and you don't even want to get me started on that because if I get started on that, that's a whole nother round because I then mean, when yeah. you start talking about Motown, I mean, how they weren't putting mm-hmm. the photos of those artists on, but yet still the white o- audience enjoyed it. So I have a conflicted feeling mm-hmm. when I see these specials on where they bring out some of these artists from the 60s, the doo-wop, especially the black artists, and I see those people enjoying it, but I also know that some of those people that are sitting in that audience might have been racist to yep. some of those yep. artists. Yep. That's During a conflicting, time, yeah. yeah, that's a very conflicting period. That's very conflicting yeah. well, for me. It's like, I call it the Bing Crosby effect, where Bing Crosby performed in places where he was not allowed to go as a black person, you know, all the time. So, like, what would, you, what, what's it, do you not, you know? But that's the thing. I, I was one that saw those, um, those Bing Cosby specials. Um, you talking about Bill or Bing? Bing. 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 Yeah. yeah. Like no, no, he, well, Bill. Bill. No, even though we are not talking about Bill Cosby, isn't another ex- example yes, of that. Yes. But specifically, when racism was like, no colors here, you know, whites over here. This man's playing, you know, for white people in a place where he literally is not allowed to be at. Yeah. Yeah. But that. But see, that's the thing. But but you, you also forget Dante that uh, even before that there was an era. Like, yeah, during the Motown era, mostly, there was also... Well, that's like, a little before the Motown yeah, era. Yeah, yes. So, so like, uh, you know about the, the, the Broadway musical Memphis? Mm-hmm. So you told me about there's that. There's a story about the first white guy to play, quote-unquote, black music yeah. on radio. And it's a really interesting mm-hmm. story. Because he was just like, I just like this yeah, music, I like and I want yeah. other people mm-hmm. to like this music. And you have to title it, like, just what you just said, black music... And at that time, especially early on, it was called race music. So, mm. oh no, you, 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 you're. I don't know everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm just giving you my journey. I'm, 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 I'm just giving you the truth from my yeah. journey. And this is what it is because mm. that's why, when we, if we go back to saying, well, what is it that really got you into what you're doing? I think later on, I started recognizing, and I'm really gonna take it home right now. Yeah. Now, Aria, you know, me and him, we always have these talks. Now, I'm going to really take it home right now. Mm-hmm. When I started collecting action figures, one of my first action figures was from Spawn. Cause I rarely ever saw a black guy. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So when I was like, okay, what's that? Okay, I need to get that. I don't really do this, but I need to get that. Mm-hmm. Then the next thing came out, Morpheus, the Matrix. Yeah. I was like, oh, snap. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what I noticed as I started getting more into it, 
I noticed that getting the black action figures was a problem because I didn't know when they were shipping them, it would maybe only be two in the box. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Go ahead. You speak on that. Speak uh, on that, true. man. I mean, it's still Is that still going that's, Is now? that like a thing? Uh, not so much with like. Well, Miles Morales is too popular to yeah, only it, ship it, one of them. It really depends. Like, if we're talking about some more obscure stuff, yes. Yes. But if we're talking about mainstream, like Miles Morales is very popular, uh, Riri Williams very popular. Yes, you know, like yeah, I like my example of this is I love Plastic Man, and we had mm. a big, we had a huge box of these keychains, right? It was Superman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Plastic Man, and and that was it, right? But tell me why in this box of like thirty keychains there were only two plastic mans wow and the rest were everyone else and i was like come on like wow plastic man why is there only two so it's like it's kind of like it happens with like more obscure characters Mm -hmm. yes not so much race anymore i would say i would say gender might be also a big gender is a big thing yes although sometimes it skews the other way we got we recently got a lot of x-men stuff and we had literally half of it was storm and the other half was like other ones, yeah, like, yes. So sometimes it skews one way, and sometimes it skews the Popul- other. Care of the popularity, it depends. Yeah. Yes, but it's much better now because oh, for sure, yeah. But when I was doing my thing, like y'all saw those two warriors up there, yeah, yeah. Now y'all know I got Cyrus, right? Y'all haven't oh, seen them. Yeah, he, yeah Cyrus imagine, is over there. Well, I imagine you have all of them, but yeah, not. Nah, but they only came out the two that you see right now. Mm. That was the only two black ones. Yep, yeah. they didn't have it of the other characters, and they had had of the white characters. But Cyrus was um, a special one because that's in a box. Mm-hmm. But that's my thing. So I started noticing that. I said, you know what? You know what my thing is going to be? I'm going to do black pop culture. And then I just started doing one thing after another. Yeah. And then to what you see it now, it has just gotten like crazy. It has gotten mm-hmm. crazy. You're the person that was basically special ordering or finding these yeah. yes. these figures on purpose. Also, what's, a, well, I, what's another thing I really want to point out about the whole black culture thing, because uh, I, I talk about this all the time, it's not just black characters. Yes. Because you have a, like, yes. like I have a joke where I go, Yo, rappers really rap about four things, money, bitches, or hoes, and Dragon uh-huh. Ball Z. You know, like, it's like the kung fu movies or the stuff that influences us. You, yes. The, the, like, you know, you have a lot of, like, folklore, you have a lot of great books in yes. here. Yes. It's not just, you have, like, Tarantino movies. It's not just things with black people. It's kind of like that thing that resonates with the black consciousness. Yes. And uh, that, that's why I was like, oh, yes. like, of course you will have this specific yes. thing. Yes. But, well, even, you know, even with that, it's the same thing. Like you said, like, and, and, and plus, I got to do honorable mention. Mm-hmm. All right. East Side Mags. Yeah, special shout Mom out to East Side Mags. Fullerton. Yo, yo. Jeff, Ario, Chris, yo. Kurt, when he's around. Yeah, word. <laughs> yo. He'll be back soon. Yeah, okay. Let me tell you, I've never had a relationship. That's when my collection went up. Like, when y'all saw the comic books, that's East Side Mags. Mm. Yeah, I remember selling some okay. of these things to you. Yes, yeah. that's Eastside Mags. Like, to have a comic book store next to my job and to go there and talk up a storm, whatever, that's that's like my Big Bang Theory, you know, real-life situation over there. Um, it's crazy. And I never had the relationship that I have now with a comic book store owner. Mm. Even when I was going to comic book stores back in the day, I've never had the relationship that I have now with Jeff. I'm going to tell you a secret, Zeke. Jeff literally tells me and Chris, and he does this too, 
Because if we're going through a collection and we see anything that we think you'll like, just put it off to the side for That's you. That's it. That's what we do. Yeah. If we see, if I see a cover of like Icon number one. Yes. Uh, that's going to the side yep. for Zeke. Like if I see a static number one, Zeke might want it. And y'all will show me. Yep. You know, because sometimes I'll be like, yay, nay, but it, it's mostly yay. Yeah. It's mostly that. And I hate to see what your box looks like, man. <laughs> Well, no, it's not crazy because, you know, I haven't, you know, you got to do things in the budget. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I will say this. It's always something I still get. Like yep. if, it, if, it, if it's small, it's still something because even when you talk about technology, now you haven't noticed there's a book over there that goes into drum machines, the history mm-hmm. of drum machines. Now, I know I don't want to get up right now, but I have a drum machine right now within our arm's length. Wow. That's called the Casio RZ1 hmm. that was used on De La Soul first album by DJ Prince Paul. Yeah, the actual drum machine. Damn. That still works. Because I used to do drum programming, which hmm. I regret. Okay? <laughs> so now, when people ask me, well, do you DJ? I was like, yeah, but I'm inactive. Hmm. I practice. I get my practice on. Yeah. That one turntable up there, I'll show you a little something. I do my little thing, whatever. I still do a little of my thing, whatever. But that's my thing. That's I embrace the culture in so many different ways. So I'm 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 a living truth to what this is. Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk about magazines like Aria was talking about my jet magazines. Yeah, I have a jet magazine in there that's actually smaller than that size right there. That's from nineteen sixty two when I was born. Wow. I just want you to know guys, I'm looking at a jet magazine of Holly Berry, man. Yes. Yeah. And then you gotta ma- then you have to m- mention Max Julin. That did the Mac. That he's on the yeah, cover. You know, um, yo, it's it's crazy. Pam Greer's on a couple of them from yeah. back in the seventies. You know, so you really, I, I mean, it really goes it, it goes back, man. Mm. So this is this is what it is. Like I always tell people, anything in here, anything in here, nostalgic love for hip hop, soul movies, and collectibles. You better ask somebody. Anything, man. Zeke, look him up. But yo, Zeke, listen, man, it's been fantastic having you yes, on sir. the show. Yes, sir. And much. very like educational. We appreciate the Thank old you. history. I'm sure this is only the first <laughs> part of like a seventeen part series. Yes. We'll be back. We shall yeah. Oh, and, and also let me get this out quickly. Yeah, yeah. The post that I just posted on my bulletin, I love that YouTube has that feature now mm-hmm. where you can promote somebody sure. other than yourself. I, I I put a listing up and I told and I, I kind of titled it off with I have a secret. I have a secret to tell you guys. Mm-hmm. And what the secret was is that Drama Child is my former bandmate. We were in a group called Mind Frame, mm-hmm. along with Rational, who was the lead MC, Dynamic, and Kenny. God bless his soul. Kenny was our brother that was in the movie Lean on Me, that one that was singing in the bathroom. Wow. Oh. I didn't want to hit you with that because that's a whole nother realm. Damn. Wow. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, is that. And I don't want nobody showing up in front of my house. <laughs> oh, and I don't want nobody showing up. But I still have some of the personal things that he left for me to hold on to. Mm. Wow. Okay, because he know I was always a keeper. Yeah. Or, you know, as we say, an archivist, whatever. He know sure. that that's my thing. He said one day he was like, yo, I know it'd be safe with you. And mm. I still have that. Even stuff that we did when we were on the road, you know, and this was really on a smaller level because he did things on a big level. Mm-hmm. You know, he would tell me the stories about him being on the road. I know this is going to crack you up. Uh, I know this is going to crack you up uh, when he was on the road with um, Vanilla Ice. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah boy. I, know, I knew this was going to get you. Oh boy. I knew this was going to get you. And 
I'm gonna give you a little tidbit from when he did the movie. Mm-hmm. Now, if you remember the scene with Joe Clark, mm-hmm. when he starts singing and he mess up, yeah, yeah, and he starts over again, he said that that was actually a mess up, but they <laughs> kept it in the film. Oh, nice. So it's those type of things, and I mean, he has told me many stories, man. They were on a lot. He was on a senior hall. His group name was Riff. Riff is still doing their thing. Wow. You know, it's just a long history. So when we met him, we met him in around like in, in 90, I want to say 93. Mm-hmm. Met him through my manager and he became a part of us. We always had an open door policy with him. Like, yo, man, because a few times the group wanted to reunite. He was like, no, he mind frame and we did our thing. And he hum- He was so such a humble brother, man. Mm-hmm. And when he did his thing, we were actually on the verge of doing a channel. I have footage of that. That might be some stuff I might post. Okay. We were on the verge of doing a channel that was featuring nostalgic love for hip hop, soul movies, and collectibles. Hmm. I'm still going to do, I'm still going to go forward with it. I'm still going to go forward with it because I think people need to see. Yes. I need to share that. I need to let people into my world. Absolutely. You know, um, they might not get it like you guys because y'all are actually here. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. So I needed to put that in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yo. They don't. Ha- people have no idea. Cause some people may wonder, like, whatever happened with him mm-hmm. or the group? How deep it really yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah. And we did a lot together. We did a lot, man. And I have the proof. That's amazing. I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yo, guys, Zeke, once again, bro. Thank, thank you. you again. Thank you, so sir. All awesome. There's just so much here. We don't do any announcements or anything. Nah, oh yeah, because this will come out in a weird future <laughs> yeah. date. Uh, yo, Zeke, plug your channel again. Plug your yes. channel. Plug plug Zeke your shit 62, one more time. Zeke sixty two nostalgia, and also please check out Drama Child. She's just starting off. Um, yes, I'm posting for her. I'm actually posting from my archives, but she is um, doing everything else. So when you respond to her stuff or comment. That's her replying. You know, it's not me. I'm doing her thing on her end because, again, you know, we're from the era where we weren't really crazy about this technology Mm -hmm. stuff. So, you know, you still have people like that. But she's embracing it because I think she has a lot to offer when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. And I think when she comes to the point when she do, you know, really do her original content, you know, she's very eclectic. So it's going to be interesting. And I told her, I said, you know what? We're going to have some of our personal stuff posted on your channel Mm -hmm. at some point. Mm. So cats can so really you want see. The, yeah, if you want yeah. the, the full story of yes. Zeke, the the full story. I also heard there's a documentary of you out you in the works. Yeah, well, yeah, we, you know, it's little things but, but, like, that people need to see because mm. I think when they do the connection, they're going to be like, wow, I didn't even know that this guy was connected with that guy. Because mm-hmm. even when you think about Nocturnal, Nocturnal is still doing his thing. Yeah. And the crazy thing about it, some people know him. Um, especially when um, I think it was like in the 90s but everybody remember him for his verse dude is still dope mm-hmm. he's still dope and he does his thing and I love it man when me and him you know we, we, we powwow and we're talking about hip hop and this and the changes and this and that and it's like wow man like it's really it's really a beautiful thing man I always say you know, sometimes he say that we are similar. I was like, nah, you're a little more cooler than me. <laughs> I'm the nerdy version of you, you know, but we, we have love for it. We love the culture and we still do this because he's an older cat mm-hmm. and he's still doing it. He's still spitting, you know, and it's just like, come on, man. You know, we don't we, we can't play with this. And that's what it is. So y'all got it, man. Zeke 62, YouTube, um, Drama Chow. Y'all know what it is. This is what it is. Yep. And I'm Dante and he's Ariel. 
Um, raise your hand so people can see you. Goodbye. So long. <laughs> be sure to like, <laughs> follow. Be sure to like Bogart and Hanson on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. And to like our posts on Facebook to be eligible for our Facebook, Facebook follower followers of the, month. of the month. You know, you've been seeing these glorious prizes we've been giving away. They are real. It oh, is really? Confirmed. Oh, yes. Yep. All you have to do, all you have to do, Zeke, is follow us on Facebook. Like, comment, share. That's all you gotta do. And, and you know, t- and, y- and whoever does the most gets, gets a prize. A, uh, gets a prize. And you know what's crazy? I don't. The only social thing that I have, because I know people have been beating me up. They were like, "I'm like, yeah, man, I need to tag you yeah, on Instagram." People, but you don't yeah, have one. <laughs> people, people are like, "Yo, you need to get an Instagram." Yes. But this, you know what? And and I'm not gonna promise, but I'm saying this publicly. <laughs> All right. Since y'all want to give somebody something, I might pull something out of my collection for y'all to Ooh. give to them. Because oh. I think I got an extra of something that's gonna be unique, where they're gonna be like, "Yo." Interesting. You should check out our Instagram. So, so be sure. <laughs> so, hey, you know, these glorious prizes, man. Yo, you got to check them out, people. Yeah, check I think I might have to go out. there. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. If you're listening to the unedited file cabinet of this, it has been really illuminating. You know, it's a journey. Thank you again so much. And like I said, people, thank you for listening. All right, now let's get out of here. I'm hungry as hell. Peace. <laughs>